you know, we're going to get a little bit of levity to hear joining our friend Al Bat because bird watching, being outside, is not canceled. Good morning, Al. Yeah, boy, and that's about the only thing I have that has not been canceled. So uh, I, I've been working in uh, the Kearney, Nebraska area. I spoke at, let's see, one, two, three things, uh, taught a seminar on storytelling, and then led uh, bus trips. So uh, I'm in the bus with people from 23 states and two provinces, Eight? and we're traveling around there. So Now, was this um, just recently before everything's pretty much closed down? Yeah, I just got home so from being out there. Uh, it, and now, how it do kinda, how are the people out there? Was there fewer folks that that joined because of the concern, or did they all say, "What the heck? We're going bird watching. We don't care." Or what kind of was the the uh, attitude? I think we had twenty six people cancel. Oh, uh, okay. out of oh, I, I don't know how many hundred were there. Sure. Uh, so it it was a big convention kind of conference. Uh, about bluebirds, and then and Carney, the cranes are involved. So we went out in a blind at 4 in the morning or 4.15 in the morning or 4.30. Or who can tell after a while when you get up that <laughs> early every morning? You think, I wonder what time it is now. And it was, um, there were certainly concerns. And, uh, you know, I'm a hugger and a shaker. Yeah. So these are these are terrible times, and you see people you have not seen for a long time. Uh, some folks taught me that uh, they said it was a Chinese foot shake, where you reach <laughs> your right foot out and tap their right foot, and then you reach your left foot out and tap their left foot, and it counts as a handshake. And you so hope you have good have... balance so you don't fall down, because I could picture, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you didn't have good balance, that could be scary. <laughs> That's when Al Fallon broke his hip <laughs> trying to foot shake with somebody. So maybe I'm going to have to try to learn how to do that. And then I, I do want to thank everybody. Uh, I share a birthday with James Madison, uh, fourth president of the United States. And we were, uh, it's on St. Urho's Day, which was uh, yesterday. There's yes, happy statue. birthday, Al. Yeah, I, I just want to thank everybody. Man, uh, there was... Uh, it was really cool hearing from everybody, so it was awfully nice. And St. Urho, if you've been to Monaga or Finland, Minnesota, there's a statue of St. Urho out there with a pitchfork, or some say it's a trident, with a uh, grasshopper. And he was said to have driven the grasshoppers out of Finland, but, you know, there's still a lot of grasshoppers in Finland, so he wasn't very good. I don't know if it was that was worthy of sainthood. And St. Urho was uh, created in northern Minnesota, so they just wanted to get a jump on the Irish before St. Patrick's Day. So, And now, though, I understand there is a celebration of St. Urho in Finland, so it has traveled from Minnesota to Finland. So it's U-R-H-O, and uh, I don't, it's, you, you're supposed to wear Nile green or dark purple. What is Nile I, I, Green? I know Kelly Green, but what is Nile Green? You know, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of the Nile, yeah. maybe the color of the greenery along there, but there'd be so many different colors of green there. I, I well, parts of it there wouldn't be much. I just googled it, green. and it's actually a pretty, pretty nice. It's it's just a nice, like what I would consider green, like the real green when you're in, a kid in school learning what the color green is. That is what I would equate Nile Green to. So a real green. It's crayon green, then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, cool. 
<laughs> I, I do want to thank everybody that was there uh, from NABS. It's the North American Bluebird Society uh, Band, which is Bluebirds Across Nebraska, the good folks at Goldfinch Estates in Fairmont, those at the Gaylord Garden Club, and those at the Gaylord Public Library for allowing me to spend spend some time in your company. Uh, I've been looking at some blurry photos of birds perched on clear images of tree branches, and I've searched those photos to get kind of a clouded brain. Uh, I'm getting them for uh, some magazines and calendars have requested them, and I, I can't decide. It's like trying to decide when you're getting your eyes checked, and they turn that little dial and they say, is this better or is this better? And after a while, you can't tell. You just you want to say, can I get up and walk around and come back and sit down? I think maybe I could tell then. So I walked outside, and in the uh, ordinary process of noticing nature, I find amazement. Nature offers touchstones that help me navigate my life. And judging by the tracks in the snow, this is in Nebraska, we got quite a bit of snow while we were there. A raccoon had gotten its steps in during the night. There was just raccoon steps all around there. Uh, red-winged blackbird males, uh, they're on territory now, and they're calling. They, they yell at one another, no, you shut up. Uh, back home here, uh, one crow listened to another whose call sounded important before all these angry, strident voices welcomed me to the yard. The yard crows were indignant at the discovery of a great horned owl. Crows hate owls because owls love to eat crows. And Lorene Nidecker wrote, A monster owl out on the fence flew away. What is it the sign of? The sign of an owl. A pair of compact birds, white-breasted nuthatches, were moving up, down, and around a tree this morning, and I sometimes call a nuthatch a tree mouse. And the male called a hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo or what-what-what-what. The active and agile birds often start high in a tree, and then they move down it headfirst, probing into the bark crevices for food. I'm hearing the winnowing call or of a downy woodpecker as I'm talking just now. It's it's a downy, so if you think a downy, it's descending at the end. The rattling call of the similar and larger hairy woodpecker doesn't descend in pitch at the end. So there's a lot of things going on outside, and you can probably walk out in your yard and feel, huh, I think we could feel pretty safe out there. I'm thinking, you know, I've had so many things cancel, and I'm a writer, so so I still have work to do, and I'm doing a a state audit today for uh, our local township, which is, as it sounds, just loads of fun. Uh, It's just, you cannot imagine the joy of doing that. But it's something I do every year, and I I realize it's part of uh, another job. I have lots of jobs. I'm thinking this must be what semi-retirement feels like now, because all of a sudden I have these (laughs) holes in there. But, you know, I got a Ted Kuzer book for 50 cents while I was in Nebraska, (laughs) Weather Central, and Ted Kuzer is a a poet to uh, one of them that I enjoy very much. And I'm going to read uh, uh, read a Wendell Berry book, one of my favorite writers, and then uh, going to read some Mary Oliver poetry. So uh, to perk me up. 
So, you know, here's another thing for people to do. Uh, you know how there's no sports being broadcast anymore? So there was on Facebook a picture of a guy looking out the window watching birds, and it says, says day six of no sports, watching birds fight over worms. Cardinals lead the Blue Jays three to one. <laughs> nice. I thought that's a yeah. great, isn't that awesome? Just go out and watch them. And I heard this morning about 5.30 this morning, what cheer, cheer, cheer right outside the window. So I know they're starting to wake up and, and you know, get close again. And I'm looking out and I'm seeing the male was there, but now I'm seeing a female uh, cardinal by the feeders here. So it's just, uh, it's lovely to see them. They are such beautiful birds. And when I'm whining about semi-retirement, I think of all the people that have had their, uh, businesses closed. Think of the sports writers and the sports announcers. What are those guys going to do? Have you seen how thin the the sports page was this morning? The Star Tribune. It was just like one piece of big piece of paper yeah. with a fold and giant pictures. And but I like this idea of watching the the birds fight over worms. And then you can you know Cardinals, Blue Jays. What else do we have? The uh, I'm sure you could just invent your own new sport watching birds. That's right, and I feel sorry for all the kids. I know you mentioned the tournaments and everything being canceled. Yeah. You 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 work so hard, and then you make it to a state tournament, and then it gets canceled, and it's that's uh, a tough thing. So there's, um, I, I whine a little bit because that's my job. But uh, boy, there's so many people that have have it much how did rougher. your somebody how did your granddaughter joey take it because she's a star here at minnesota state on the women's basketball team what's she been not saying i'm just curious yeah she's hanging with her family now so okay. her two little sisters will probably keep her entertained busy the hardest part is not going to the gym so yeah, I'll uh, bet. So, I mean, at least yeah. the weather's going to be halfway decent, and then it's going to be a snowstorm, and then I suppose you could snowshoe. And But they have closed the ski hills yeah. now. They, yeah, it's uh, in restaurants, you know, the folks that work in restaurants and bars. And, um, and my granddaughter shoots baskets every day, so it's, uh, it's hard. I don't know. I'm sure she'll probably find some kind of outdoor place where she can shoot or do something. Well, my boys were playing a game called Paddle Slam in the house last night. Now, as uh, you don't know what it is, but my son played it in gym and wanted it for his birthday, so his aunts got it for him this Sunday for his birthday. Let me tell you, it is not a game that is supposed to be played inside, but when you're locked in the house... Uh, it's it involves paddles and and balls like wiffle balls and cones that you're supposed to hit uh, balls into and oh my goodness! But I just said we'll just try not to break anything, you know. And I felt for them because they're stuck inside. So yeah, there's going to be uh, games and broken things inside. I I know that's going to happen. I broke more. I couldn't even count how many windows oh. I broke <laughs> in our house growing up. And the worst was when uh, uh, my mother had one of those curio cabinets with a rounded glass and I, I broke that too uh, oh, so we were p- playing football and we kind of got tackled into it and that was a hard thing telling mom oh my goodness you know it's not that she <laughs> would punish us or anything but she loved that thing so heard from a good friend tj tom jesson said our one day spring sampler produced a nice garter snake basking in the sun on march 8th afternoon in Blurth county and according to the latest 10-day forecast we probably won't be seeing any more of these for quite a while mm. uh, denny hinnaker of mankato saw a pileated woodpecker or a pear 
of those. Uh, John Biffle said, I birded a few spots in Winnebago, Worth, and Hancock counties. So there'd be northern Iowa. A lot of ice on the marshes up there, but uh, there was some open water. Best spots were Hanlon Town Slough and Crystal Hills, WMA. Fifteen species of waterfowl at Crystal Hills, a snow bunting, four sandhill cranes, and an American coot at Hanlon Town Slough. Icterid, that would be blackbird flocks scattered around the countryside, including rusties and brewers blackbirds. Sizable flocks of greater white-fronted geese were seen in cornfields at the Pilot Knob State Park camping area. I observed nearly a dozen American woodcocks flying all around the parking lot, probably the most I've seen in one place. It was the first time my in-laws had ever seen or heard a woodcock. Icing on the cake was a calling eastern screech owl. That yeah, was really cool, John. I saw in uh, out at Rose Sanctuary in Audubon Sanctuary, which is it closed yesterday now, uh, but they had they figured 600,000 sandhill cranes there in Nebraska wow. this year. And uh, there was no name on this, uh, but said, uh, could you mention this on KMSU? Well, I'd be happy to. Uh, proposed changes to the federal duck stamp. Apparently, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is proposing all future duck stamps contain a hunting theme such as decoys, duck hunters in a blind, or a dog retrieving a duck. As we all know, there are many non-hunters who purchase this stamp because it's probably the most cost-effective way to preserve wetland habitat. While I fully support hunters and hunting, I can't for the life of me understand why the Fish and Wildlife Service would even consider changing the stamp like this. I think it's safe to say this proposed change would turn off many non-consumptive users. And I get the stamps every year, and they are they're the artwork. It's it's art. It's beautiful, yeah. And yeah, and I I would much prefer they not that they just show the birds and nothing else. But so I wrote them. But uh, again, that was from uh, a nice listener, and I I don't have a name. I have a couple listeners uh, who have weighed in. Cheryl from River Falls says that uh, she says uh, about watching the birds. She says it's also a good activity for parents with kids at home regarding birds in that they can count the birds and they can make graphs of, <laughs> you know, you like make it like a math activity in graphs like I saw this many cardinals, this many sparrows. So that's a good idea. And then she also has a question. She has, uh, she has a question about cardinals hitting the window and it's been, only been the female cardinals, however. So what's that about? Yeah, and they see their image. And, uh, but just the females? females uh, well, females will do it, too. Uh, both species will do it. Males are more likely to. Oh. So if they're fluttering up against the glass, Cheryl, they're seeing their image in there. And they, what she sees is another female cardinal in oh. her territory. <laughs> She's trying to kill, she get rid says, of it? That does it. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to kick her rear end right out of here. <laughs> and cardinals are smarter than we are in some ways, but one of the ways that we're smarter than them, we know if we see an image in a mirror, that's us. Uh, cardinals have not figured that out. Oh. And if they're, if they're doing it a lot, that's, that'd be what they're, they're doing. I mean, all birds will fly into windows sometimes accidentally, but if they're fluttering up and battling with it, they're fighting with that image hmm. in the mirror. And, uh, you know, it's nice that the females do it once in a while, 
too, because just <laughs> males, you know, are the knuckleheads. It's nice that somebody else is, is under worse behavior on occasion. Sure. Um, oh, and uh, a, oh, I can't remember who I talked to. This would be years ago. They The kids were all down with uh, colds and stuff. They had a, a bunch of kids, apparently, and they were doing maps when birds would get back. They had maps printed out, oh. and they would draw lines from where that bird came from nice. and where it went through. And then they would look up information on the states where that bird had come through and how it ended up in their backyard and how many miles. And so they were had a project. Uh, Betsy Kerr says lots of red-winged blackbirds yesterday, plus several robins and a pair of red-tailed hawks in our yard this morning. Uh, Dwayne Swenson of Wasika said wood ducks are checking out their nest boxes. Brenda Katasik, what a sweet lady, uh, of St. Peter said there's so many red-winged blackbirds and grackles in the yard, it's like a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> yeah, I've still not watched birds. I've seen bits of it. I just can't bring myself to go all the way through that. Uh, Kent Coco. So it said wood ducks arrived on the 14th, put the boxes up on the 15th. As of yesterday, there are seven males and four females. Marianne McDougall said a flock of two dozen noisy robins stopped for feeding frenzy in the top of a 30-foot hackberry in our woods. Red-winged blackbirds are here, too, as well as sandhill cranes. Our tufted titmouse left around the 20th of February after being here most of the time since November 10th. And Marianne, yeah, my, I got home, and the, one of the first things I looked for was my tufted titmouse, and I have not seen him today, so I think mine might have decided he should go somewhere where he might be able to find a female. Uh, Manly Olson saying Canada geese, lots of mallards, and red wing. Males, he said. I thought I heard a wood duck, but no sighting. Only seen one robin so far. Uh, Jane Clark. Jane lives into Iowa a little ways, and she said this morning there were three turkey vultures circling overhead. And Gail and I were uh, down in Iowa for some things, and we were looking for turkey vultures, and we didn't see a one. So uh, they should be here any day. Uh, Paul Janscher saw an American white pelican on Geneva Lake, which is right by me. Uh, Kim Wilcox said we had red-winged blackbirds in our backyard yesterday. We were so excited to see these harbingers of spring. A pair of swans stood on still-frozen pond near the site of last year's nest. These would be trumpeter swans. And we were delighted to see red-tailed hawks returning to nest to the nest near our house. With the sun so much higher in the sky, stores are full of seed displays. And spring officially starting Thursday evening, it's hard not to be feeling hopeful, even in these crazy days of social distancing and empty store shelves. I, uh, Gail and I, on our way back, we needed bread. So we stopped at one of those gigantic box stores and went in there, went back to the bread aisle. There were two loaves. Oh, my. Of it that had been, you could tell they'd been squeezed quite a bit. So we got some kind of blueberry bread of some kind. But then I had to, I'd heard so many tales of the uh, toilet paper. Did you aisle. check it out? 
I had to. It was like the Grand Canyon. Oh, no. could, uh, I think you could echo uh, down in that aisle. There was nothing. Oh, it was my. completely wiped out. Uh, Phil Peters of Ceylon, a great guy, said uh, the wood ducks are back. And, yeah, that's good. Um, listener asked, why do some birds stand on one leg more than others? Well, they're more ambitious. I think they want to get a leg up on the competition. Uh, some birds, I guess, are just made to stand on one leg more than others. You notice it in a lot of the long-legged birds, and some of those that stand in water a lot will do that. Uh, someone asked, do bald eagles wait until they have laid all their eggs before incubating? They do not, uh, usually because they're incubating or laying eggs often in pretty cool weather so incubation begins after the first egg is laid so that means that if you have a, a nest and there's three eggs and they all hatch you'll have the oldest sibling the youngest sibling and that poor one in the middle that has to kind of serve as a referee a uh, someone asked is it possible to tell male and female robins apart it can be difficult to tell them apart, but there are subtle differences. Males typically have a darker head. Sometimes it's really black. And the female has a, just an overall pale, paler color than the male. So you, you can tell, but sometimes it's pretty hard. But if you get a, a few of them together, you can kind of pick out the males. Why didn't Ben Franklin want the bald eagle to be this country's national emblem? There's a Charles Thompson. He was one of the key designers of the national of this nation's symbol. Wrote that it was born on the breast of an American eagle without any other supporters to denote that the United States of America ought to rely on their own virtue. And Benjamin Franklin was against the bald eagle being a national emblem. He said the bald eagle was a bird of bad moral character because of its tendency to steal fish from other birds, and a rank coward when wow. facing a kingbird. So, yeah, he didn't. Um, he just lashed out at the poor bald eagle. I'm sure the eagle was was stung. He was wounded by his his words. Uh, someone asked, "How far can a baby wood duck jump from a nest box and survive?" I know they can jump 65 feet. Uh, that's a leap of faith, boy, coming out of that. But I'm going to say maybe more. I don't, I'd be willing to bet money it's more than that. But I know for sure 65 feet. They jump from 65 feet, and then they waddled away happily into a new world following their mother. So it's, it's amazing how those little guys can do that, uh, just jumping because your mom says, jump 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 and away you go and it's an incredible thing to see and if i wish uh how oh, i wish so many things for everybody but i wish everybody would get to see that if they've not seen it uh, maybe this year will be the time they see it i am so sorry karen that uh our uh, master gardener thing that our i say uh, your master gardener well thing yeah was... we were going to do that one and you were going to be a, a speaker in mark Seeley 
who is a state climatologist, a meteorologist. He was going to be uh, one of the speakers to talk about climate change effect on our landscapes, gardens, and you were going to talk about on the effect of birds, bugs, bats, etc. And we did cancel because of the COVID-19. It was supposed to be on April 25th, so we're hoping to reschedule it. At this point, we don't know. But at, basically, Mark Seeley, who is over 70, uh, basically kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm really not comfortable. And that's why we did it, because we want to make sure everybody's comfortable. And by April 25th, who knows what will will be. But So we're, we're sorry, but we'll hope, you know, to keep an open invitation that maybe you'll be able to speak uh, for us another time. I spent 66.4 hours, I think, in preparation for it. So oh, no. Gosh. Yeah, that's all I've done, so I just want you to feel guilty about that. No, I, I, <laughs> I fully understand. And I know the BBRP, which is the Bluebird Recovery Program, uh, was going to have their uh, annual expo in uh, Cannon Falls this year. And it's the same thing there. It just, uh, you know... You can't blame them, and they they have postponed it and hope to do it in the fall. Our little bank here in town has uh, closed. They have, oh, really? Uh, yeah, there's three banks oh. all together. So the two little ones have closed, and the big one is still operating. They moved all operations down there. So, And, you know, we're Heartland's little town, so, boy, whenever anything closes, even for a day, everybody gets kind of... Well, what's going to happen now that the cafe's got to be closed? My goodness, where are you going to jib-jab? Yeah, yeah. Cell phones, I'm guessing. You just have to call everybody and say, hey. And um, drive-thrus, I guess that's the way to go to get stuff now. You go through the drive-thru lane, which... I have done uh, all, like, never in the last 20 years, but uh, maybe I'll have to do that once in a while. I, I don't, I'm just not a good drive through guy, but uh, I guess we'll get used to it. I don't know if they still have it, but I remember working down in Texas, they had drive through liquor stores. Well, there you go, and those are, yeah, because they say those kind of things, if you in-store drinking taverns etc they're all closed so i guess do what you gotta do hey i am watching right now the decora eagles live it's the live uh, webcam that's on the decora eagles and this uh, beautiful beautiful eagle i don't know if he's the male or female i don't know how you tell but he's he's laying on top of the nest and he just keeps picking things and rearranging it like he's bored sitting there so he just keeps picking and rearranging the the like the tufts of grass and stuff so is that why he's doing that because he's bored or, or what do you suppose i i would think so just to have something to do you know i <laughs> i watched the sandhill cranes dancing out in the cornfields and they would pick up sticks or corn cobs or bits of stalk and just kind of throw them up in the air and then dance around nobody knows for sure why they do that but i've watched uh, female robins and they build those nests and there's a lot of mud in there, mm-hmm. and then she'll get down and wiggle around so it's form-fitting. And then she'll sit in there sometimes, and not all of them will do this, but you watch some of them, and they'll just kind of like they're moving things uh, an eighth of an inch or something. So there's something there that has to be right. And if this is a male, he's the one that's brought a lot of the stuff in, and the female is the one who has made the nest. So he's probably thinking... You know, I brought this in so it could be over here. Maybe I'll just move that a little bit over there because yeah. then she won't notice. How can I tell good. if this is the male or the female? I'm looking at the right now. It's live. It's beautiful. If I mean, this is something if you're stuck at home, you want to watch something just kind of cool. Uh, 
t- type in Decora Eagles uh, webcam and, and it's live and you just watch this majestic bird and he's just sitting there the, with the, the wind blowing his feathers and he, he looks, he's making, the, he's kind of cocking his head like he's looking or contemplating or something. It's uh, wonderful, uh, and you, you wonder what they're seeing all the time because their head, they'll perk up and look off, so you know they're seeing something, another bird, maybe another eagle, who knows what's going on. Uh, a couple years ago, there was kind of a battle between the two males. There was an interloper came in there. The way to tell is the female will be considerably larger. Okay. But of course, that takes both of them to be on the yeah, screen. Yeah, I, I can't compare. Time. I just know that she's really yeah. very pretty, and and that'd be something I would think that would be kind of fun to just, if I had a chance to just sit and watch and do nothing else, that would be something I might do. Hey, I got a question, and, easy one for you, sure. Al. Why is it so hard to punish a vampire? This is from our friend John in New Ulm, by the way. Yeah, why is it so hard? To, oh, I I have no idea. Because they can't reflect on what they've done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a really good one, John. I like that one. <laughs> I don't get that in the classroom ever. You know, we do a lot of, we run out of time always to start a new chapter or whatever we're doing. So we always have kids tell riddles or knock-knock jokes for like three, four minutes. And I've not heard that one ever. So that is a great anyway. one. Thank you, John, and hope everybody in your family's doing well. It's uh, it's 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 a crazy time, but you know what were we told so many times growing up? May you you always live in interesting times, and I guess that's uh, certainly been true. The times have always been interesting, and uh, sometimes that includes scary. So I wish everybody good health. Just uh, stay well. We need, we need every one of you out there. And I, I, if you were to come to the cafe today, of course it's closed. Uh, where the food chain was missing a few links, and the special was always a Heimlich maneuver, and gravy was considered a beverage. And where they used to feature authentic leftovers with less hair in the food and real cup holders, where grease was good and none of the food smelled like feet. Well, hardly any. They have neighbors. They'd been married since Moby Dick was a minnow. I love you so much, he said, and I love you too, she said. He added, I don't know what I'd do without you. I don't think I could live without you. I just hope I die first. She smiled and replied, I do too. Remember, folks, Heartland is well worth driving past. I hope you uh, just have a great day. Look out the window. There's um, all sorts of miraculous things just outside that glass. Thank you, Karen, as always. I uh, enjoy your company so much. Everybody get outside and do something wild. Take a look at a bird. At a distance. <laughs> at, you know, at a distance. And maybe try that whole Chinese foot thing. I, I don't know. There must be a better name for that. But they were teaching me. I had uh, oh, two dear. couples come up and said, because I told uh, when I during my talk that it was hard because I'm a hugger and a shaker. So sure. they came up and taught me that foot shake. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, love to see it on video. <laughs> Go viral. Oh, I shouldn't use that word viral anymore, should I? No. Oh, no. gosh. All right. Well, it's great to chat with you, too, Al. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.